in scripture, in the Bible, God has seven different uh, uh, kinds of water. Water in scripture represents both the evil and the good. And so the Holy Spirit is represented as water, but also the demonic powers are also represented as water. But I want to talk about on the side of God. There are seven ways in which water is represented in scripture. Number one, water is represented as a mist. You just write them down and they come back. Number one, mist comes out of the ground as mist. Number two, water comes down as dew. As dew. Number three, water is represented as a river. As a river. The Bible says, and whoever drinks this water, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Um, number four, water is also represented as wells. Wells. That they are wells springing up to eternal life. They are wells springing up to eternal life. They are fountains. They are springs of water. They are wells. Water is also represented as rain. Rain. And lastly, water. How many others?
there were no plants, there were no herbs, and there was no man to till the ground. And the next verse says that but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. There was a mist that came from the face of the earth and watered the whole ground. And so the earth was barren. The earth was barren. And there was just a mist because there was no plant and there was no herb. And then there was no man to till the ground. The only water that was released was a mist from the earth to water the whole earth. And that is because in those days there was the enemy. The devil had been released upon the earth. The devil had been released upon the earth. And so there was no rain and there was no amount of, um, of, of precipitation that would support life. And so a mist came from the earth. When a place or a people are under the oppression of darkness, when a place or a people are under the oppression of darkness, and there is no man to till the ground, there is no man to stand in the gap, there is no man to stand and preach, there is no man to intercede, there is only a mist that comes out of the ground and waters the barren land. There is nothing growing, there is nothing happening, there is no business going. That is where only a mist grows. There is only a mist is released. On your way to Morana, those of you that know Kenya, there is a place before you get to Sabasaba called Karogi. Or on the other side of that road, there is a place after Makuyu, and before you get to Sagana called Ilanga. Those two places, nothing grows. Nothing used to grow. And as it turns out, in the great wisdom of my bishop, I was sent to those two places to preach. In a place called Karoge, there was only two women and two kids. And most of the times the kids wouldn't show up. So it was just me, playing the drums, leading worship, doing the announcement, which was pretty much I'm coming back next Sunday, giving offering, because they had no money, and then taking the offering, then inviting the preacher, then standing out to preach, and then releasing the paper. And most of the offering I would give was my uh, bus fare to go back home. So I would be walking back home. And that place was dry. In fact, that is a place where they were taking the old form of kicking. There's a place where they were taking those oaths. That is a place, I don't know if the long one understands this, where the shopkeeper comes with enough sugar for that day, comes with a packet of candy, comes with oil, and sets it on the shelf. Because when the day is done, he's going to pack everything and go with it. He cannot leave it on the shelf. Otherwise, it will break for candy. You guys have not seen anything like that. Huh? 
your villages are blessed. If you did not see a shop like that, where the shopkeeper came with, uh, with enough sugar, enough tea leaves, and enough candy that he would not tempt anybody. And when he leaves in the evening, he leaves with all his inventory and goes home. And tomorrow comes and does the same. Because every shop there used to be broken up into at least once a month. And there were witches. And there were wizards. And there was all kinds of crazy things. And you get into that place, you feel dry. And God said, it is because there is no man to till the ground. And he said, son, they have sent you here. Start tilling the ground. And I will preach my brains out. I will preach like I'm preaching to millions. And then I will walk back home. Next time I will come back. Preach to these women. I don't even know whether they understood what I was saying. I mean, most of the time they were just half asleep. And I will preach to them. And then I will walk back home. So that's, look, that's a problem when you have two people. When one uh, does not attend, half the church is gone. <laughs> half the church did not attend. And so you are praying that there will be 100% attendance every single Sunday. When I left, because what had happened, they had built the church, put the roof, but they had left the pillars. I'm calling them pillars, but I don't know what they are. They are posts, yeah? On the outside, and there was nothing covering. And so you can imagine you're on a hill, and down there is a pastor. And they would see me with a drum, because you can see it through. Yeah? It's just a roof. And so you can see through, and so I'm there saying, I will never be ashamed of the gospel by myself. And sometimes they don't come up, so I, I have to have a service. If two women don't show up, we have zero attendance. Yeah? If two of them don't show up, 100% have missed. And the shame, and the laughter, and the pointing. But he said, as long as it's a man, as long as it's a man, this place will stop being a place of mystery. And God put me in the middle of all that chaos. And for a whole year before I came here, I was preaching there. For a whole year before I came here, I was preaching there. When I left, the church exploded. They didn't even stay there, they moved. In, I, I left in December, by February, they had already rented another place. And now poor Karugia has grown. If only I can have a man, it can stop being a mist. Mist is where the demonic powers are resting. Where the demonic powers are resting where the systems are completely oppressing the people. There's only a mist that comes from the face of the earth. Because in Genesis 1, we know that the enemy was thrown into the earth. And God had not made man, we had not had a man to till the ground and have dominion and subdue the earth. So Genesis 2, God makes a garden in the earth. So he has the earth. All bearing, no plants, no herbs. He creates plants and herbs and all of that, and he makes men. Then he makes us a place in the earth. 
about 8,000 square miles, and he calls it a garden. And the Bible says, in the garden of Eden, God said, dew. In the rest of the earth, there was a mist. On the garden of Eden, there was dew. And dew is meaning sustenance. Or the mist is for survival. Dew is for sustenance. Dew is for sustenance. And so dew came on the garden of Eden. And the garden of Eden was lush. But there was no abundance. The Bible says when the children of Israel were going through the wilderness, that dew would come in the morning and settle and become manna. And they would eat it today, but tomorrow they would need another dew. Just do rain. Then God allows who handles 
day of rest, another day. Verse 8. Therefore you shall keep every commandment which I command you today. And that is really the, the key part of this verse. Because I say there was dew on the garden of Eden because Adam had not passed the obedience test. So he could not receive rain until he learned to obey. Jesus says, abide in me and you bear fruit. Then abide in my word, let my word abide in you and you shall bear more fruit. Then it is abide in my love, which the first one is a level of fellowship, the second one is a level of faith, the third one is a level of obedience. Abide in my love and you shall bear much more fruit and this is a fruit that, uh, that remains. So he says, therefore, you shall keep my commandments, which I command you today, every commandment, and that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. And so possessing the land has nothing to do with how much you shout and scream, how much you confess, how much you declare and decree. It is very simple and it is very quiet. It is simply if you keep every commandment, if you keep every commandment that I command you today, you shall go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. Perfect. Look at those, that verse. You shall go in and possess the land which you go in to possess. Which means you can have the intentions and never actually do it. You say we are going in to possess, but you don't actually possess. You shall actually do what you are saying you are there to do. Because there are people who say it and it is never true. They say we are here to possess and they have nothing to show for it. And so he says you shall actually say we are here to possess and actually do it. Politicians in Kenya like saying, uh, we do what we say. Eh? Saying and doing. Eh? Saying and doing. We promise, we, we fulfill. Actions and words. When you obey, your words will actually become actions. You will possess the land which you are crossing over to possess. The next verse, verse 9, Bible says, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord saw give to your fathers. You may prolong your days in that land. Not God prolong the days. You may prolong the days. Because you obey, you will prolong the days in that land which the Lord swore to them and their descendants. A land flowing with milk and honey. Next verse. For the land which you go in to possess is not like the land of Egypt where you came, or where you have come, where you sowed with your seed and watered it by fruit as a vegetable garden. It's not a land that receives dew. The land you are going to go into possess is not a vegetable garden. When you obey, your territories are enlarged immediately. Eden becomes the earth. When you obey, Isaac, your son, becomes a seed. 
with you because he says, now I know that Abraham you love me. Because you obeyed and did not behold your son. Now your son becomes a seed. When you obey, whenever you obey, immediately your territories are enlarged and your tent is split open and limits are removed. He says, because of obeying my command, when you get into that land, you will actually possess it. And when you possess it, it shall not be like where you have come from. Where if you don't show up to your business, the business is shut down. Where if you have a headache, there's no money coming in. Where if you don't pray, then demons show up. Where I'm taking you, it is a land that is watered by the Lord. It is not watered by feet. Because you know, manna, you don't pick up manna, you are hungry. That's a problem with you. For servants, if you don't show up, if you don't clock in to pick up manna, your family is hungry. Because they come in the morning, and by mid-morning, they disappear. They came as still, they disappear. And you can even keep enough for tomorrow. Because when you keep it, it gets warm. And so, the land of you, you water by foot. If you have two feet, you are blessed. If you have only one foot, too bad for you. Because you will be doing like this. But the land you enter in, it is not a vegetable garden. Say amen. It's not a vegetable garden. It's not a place for uh, some onions here and some tulips there and some kale over there. You are about to enter into a land. When you obey, you enter into places that no man can shut you down. Praise the Lord. Because the vegetable garden, you get. And the funny thing is, the same deal that brings rain for the vegetable garden. Is the same that used to bring something in agriculture we used to call mildew blight. Yeah? It is the same thing killing the stuff. Next verse. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some of us don't like hills and valleys because the land was so small, if you are set on a hill, that is it. But he is saying you will possess hills and valleys. And so this is not one acre. Because if one acre is on a hill, it's a bad place. You don't want one acre on a hill. But if you are having 500 acres, you want hills and valleys because now you care more about the landscape and how good it looks. Okay, come on, someone say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Eh? It's a land of hills and valleys. Perspective and size matters. When we started the business, we got a call from Alexander Shinani. Another guy who says, I'm calling you on behalf of my client. We are suing you. 
fast time he's here that he's shaking your foot. Until you realize this is people don't care anymore. They are not as scared as where I came from. As an employee, you are sued, you are like a dog. As a businessman, you don't sue you. They sue the business. You go on with your life. There's a land of hills and valleys. Eh? There's a land, and now you know the Alexander Shunar. Now he knows your name. Because where I came from, when Alexander knows your name, you are done. But now where I come from, he knows me by name, and I do not care. I'm not scared of him anymore. Land of hills and valleys. Some people are scared of hills, some people are scared of valleys, but there are people who are so big, even Alexander Shinara is looking for how he can get a piece of that blessing. Yeah? Even Alexander Shinara is looking for how he can get a piece of that blessing. Amen. I was going to say the Alexander Shinara has seen you, but let me not do that. <laughs> May you be so blessed. May you be so blessed. May you be so blessed. The gatekeepers of the city recognize you. The Bible says the king uh, of Egypt came and told, uh, of Philistine, came and told Abraham, Abraham, or Abraham, came and told Abraham, we know you, you are a mighty prince among us. And so there are levels where kings begin coming and attacking you. They know they cannot sense anyone. It's a land of hills and valleys. It's a place where we declare prophetically that this is not just in the spirit, but also in the physical realm. We shall get lands of hills and valleys in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, you amen be loud. I speak over you that the Lord is opening your heart and your eyes and your capacity to be an, a land owner, not a garden owner. I make garden boxes. Yeah? Actually, <laughs> so you are selling garden boxes. Those are good. Yeah? But now you need to be telling, you see that hill over there? That is still my land. Now, if God owns a car on a thousand hills, and you are a child of God, what are you doing? Will you still be owning some hills also? And some car on those hills? Now, let your event be bigger in the name of Jesus. Let's say amen be bigger in the name of Jesus. Amen. It is a water which this land drinks water from the rain of heaven. If you have land that has hills and valleys, which sprinkler are you going to use? Which horse are you going to use? And so you no longer pray for Babylon waterworks. You pray for heaven's waterworks. Hallelujah. Your prayer request is not God, don't let them shut my water. You are asking God, open the heaven. Because when it's my box, my garden, eh? when it's Pastor Alice's garden, my friends, please don't let them shut the water. Bambian water works. Don't let them shut my water because this will die. But if I have hills and valleys, I don't even care about Bambian water works because I have wells in the garden. 
I have wells there, my own water I'm collecting from heaven. This is a land where heaven itself waters. And it says it drinks water. It drinks water from the rain of heaven. Pastor, because the Bible says, if my people who are called my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and pray, then I shall hear from heaven and heal their land and send the rain. Then in the book of Hosea, the Bible says, break up the fallow ground. It is time to seek the Lord until he sends the rain. In Joel, the Bible says, when my people begin to cry out to me, I will heal them. I will heal the land. I will restore what the locusts and the cankerworms are in. And I will send the latter rain and the former rain. And the one who sows will be overtaken by the one who harvests. You understand that? That you are beginning to sow seeds. But the one who harvests comes and passes you by. And so you begin to eat even what you have not even sowed yet. The latter and the former rain. Come on, someone say amen. If you believe, say amen. Let your amen be loud in the name of Jesus. Because the latter rain is about the condition of the heart. When we turn from disobeying God, when we turn from uh, challenging the word of God, when we turn from our wicked ways and we turn towards obedience, then nobody can stop the rain. Brother, they said nobody can stop pregnant. They know nothing. When a heart obeys God, then nobody can stop the rain. Amen? Next one. Let's go. A land for which the Lord your God cares. Amen. Because there is no amount of faith that can be put on a land of hills and valleys. You cannot keep the deer out. You cannot keep squirrels out. Take a pear tree, just pictures of pears. We have a pear tree, I think, outside our house. And I do not know squirrels can jump. They jump from one tree and land and they ate all the pears. But because I only had one pear, so I had to sit there and take care of my tree. And then there's another tree with the figs. And then I realized they are human squirrels. <laughs> that come by and pick when we are sleeping. And so I had to put a bow facing my fig tree. But now we've had a million of them. I will not be, I cannot take care of them. It is a life for which the Lord cares. There is a life for which the Lord cares. Amen. We have some vegetables. And then worms started coming in. And we had to run to home people. Because I had to get a garden. I am the one who has to care for it. And we are waiting, we are watching. But if it's a land of hills, there is no amount of pesticides that can take care of that. You cannot make up. Even deer, when they come, they become part of a livestock. Yeah? Because I'm not going to keep these deer that just come and they want to eat everything around. And you have to make sure uh, the dog is awake. To fight the deer. But when it's that big of a land, God Himself must care for it. I pray over you. And the Lord enlarge your territory until you stop caring. The Bible says, You shall be careful for nothing, 
But we can't help it because our gardens are so small. We can't help but care. Because we know every squirrel by name. We know every demon by name. We know every pest by name. The garden is so small, we know everything we cannot help but care. But I pray to the Lord, open up the heavens over you. That you will get a land that only He can care for it. Only He can care for it. Only God can care for it. That there's so many people with your money that you cannot possibly follow each of them. That God has to go and become your debt collector. But right now, you know everybody who owes you $20. You have to care for it, you have to make phone calls. Because it's a garden. Now pray the Lord, enlarge your territory. Because the Bible says that He will cause you to land to nations. You will land to nations and not borrow. So how do you call Lithuania to collect your debt? God has to call them. How do you call Nicaragua if they have your debt? God has to call them. It is a land for which your God cares. If you have already led to nations, if you have already led to nations, you cannot arm yourself with those enforcers. You know those landshark people, they have enforcers, and they say, we will break your bones. You better give us your money. But when the Lord establishes you, he cares. The Bible says, cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares. Some of us, we can't cast them because they are the only thing we have. Then there are people who don't have anything to do. They have to cast them because they cannot give up. It is too big. It is too vast. They have to cast their cares to the Lord. And so many of the things we are worried and concerned about is because it is too small. We wake up, we have to worry about it. We have to be concerned about it. Because my garden, well, let me say Pastor Alice's garden, I eat from it. Pastor Alice's garden eh, has one, two, three, four, five, six vegetables. And so when we pass there, we have to care. Who ate that one? <laughs> we have to care. It, six of them, we know them by name. We know them by name. Who, what happened to that one? We cannot help but care. I pray that the Lord bless you. That caring will not be in your repertoire in the name of Jesus. That will not be part of me in the name of Jesus. It will be too many and too big that God has to care for it. Some of these things we are worried we are carrying, it is not because we don't want to cast to God, it is because we can't help it. Growing up, Pastor Alice had six dogs. Six dogs. Pastor Alice had six dogs. Growing up, Abby has one dog. And so Abby has to know where her dog is every time. I don't think Pastor Alice cared about where her dog was. They were too numerous to care. Praise the Lord. They were too numerous to care. God had to care for them. Abby has to care for hers. It's just one. Just one. And the eyes of the Lord your God are always on you. Always, that's why we are writing these things. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it. 
whether you're on vacation or you're at work. The eyes of the Lord are on that street. Amen? Whether you are there or not, the eyes of the Lord are on that land. From when? Beginning of the year to the very end of the year. His eye, he has many eyes. He commits one to that land. He will watch over it. I think that should be it. The rains, they come when the heart turns from disobedience to be obedience. There's a lot of people even now, their peace only comes day by day. They don't know whether they will have a marriage tomorrow. They don't know whether they will have a family tomorrow. They don't know whether they will be saved tomorrow. Because their sanity is coming on a dealer. Dealer. If one thing goes wrong, then they are done. They are finished. Their peace, they receive it from the dealer because they have not entered the place of obeying God. My prayer for you is that you obey the living God. That you would obey Him. He said, Abraham, now you are my friend. You have been blessed completely. Nations shall come out of you. Isaac is no longer your son. He is a seed for many nations. But he says this is when you keep my commandments. When you keep my commandments. The rain is attached to human behavior. The rain is attached to human behavior. When we become obedient, when we pass the test of obedience, when we pass the test of obedience, then rain is opened up. Then rain is opened up. He says, when my people turn, I will heal their land and I will send them rain. Father, we thank you and we bless your name. We worship your everlasting God. There is no other like you. How I pray that there will not be controversies between what you say and what we do. But there will be obedience in that. The Bible says that when Jesus obeyed, he became the all of our salvation. He became the all of our salvation. He was able to secure rain for obeying. And let there be those even here who will choose to obey you, who will choose to obey your word, even when it does not make sense. Father, the land in which you have caused us to enter in is a land so vast it cannot be watered by the things we live. It cannot be watered by our degrees. It cannot be watered by our family members. It must be watered by the Lord. And so, Father, open our eyes to obedience and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We thank God.